Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Straws to Stir the Drinks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Lingenfelter, and today's episode is very special as we sit down with two of Hawaii's FFA members, Sean and Vina. We discuss Hawaii FFA and its unique agriculture. Our Instagram is at Straws to Stir the Drinks. Make sure to follow us there to keep up with future episodes. Check it out. Sean, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, Jack. Absolutely. So uh, I think I want to start off by asking about your uh, FFA chapter, uh, which is, can you pronounce that one more time for me? I read the Waipahu FFA chapter. Waipahu, yeah. I, I absolutely love what uh, your chapter does, uh, especially on social media. There was uh, an FFA feature I know that uh, the chapter did a while back that I was actually fortunate enough to be featured on. Uh, so if you could talk a little bit about uh, that FFA feature and the chapter in general. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Waipo FFA chapter feature was actually started by our um, state chapter officer team because we wanted to showcase so many um, of the diverse national FFA um, chapter or like members because we wanted to get rid of the stereotype that FFA is only for future farmers. So we wanted to showcase so many different uh, members that come from different backgrounds and for them to tell their story to just get rid of that stigma that um, revolves around agriculture and hopefully it was successful we got a lot of uh, members but you know we also didn't just do it for hawaii ffa we did it for the whole nation and hopefully a lot of them were able to receive the notion that ffa is is such an inclusive organization and it's for everyone whether you want to be a scientist or agriculturist sorry agriculturist even or a doctor so that's basically why we started the chapter ffa feature (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely love it. And again, just so many different members from across the nation, you know, mm-hmm. all 50 states that were fortunate enough to be showcased and have a, a pretty a pretty big following. So how did you get your start in FFA? So I was actually um, convinced by my friend to join FFA. I didn't know what FFA even meant. I didn't know it was even a thing. But, you know, she told me, oh, you should come to this meeting with our chapter advisor. I didn't I wasn't actually in an agricultural class. Um, it was in middle school. I was a, a very shy kid who didn't want to talk in front of a lot of people, let alone a panel of judges. So when I went to the meeting, um, the teachers suddenly talked about science fair, agri-science fair, and I immediately was interested because I was a very big science geek. And, you know, he started to talk more about the different opportunities offered in FFA, like the community services and stuff. And I got so many opportunities and I'm so glad that I stepped foot inside that room. And that's basically how I got my head started in FFA. It's not really um, interesting, but you know. I think it's really interesting. I think uh, maybe not traditional as as many FFAers got their start, uh, but certainly uh, still interesting is, you know, even in Hawaii FFA, there's still uh, an appeal for uh, agriculturalists in that industry. So how is agriculture different in Hawaii than it might be from where I'm from, like Georgia in the south? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not really sure about agriculture in the south of Georgia, but, you know, agriculture has um, a high impact of in the econ- economic section of Hawaii. I think it was 2.9 billion economic impact in Hawaii. And actually, I just learned this. Um, we have 700, more than 700 small coffee farms in the state of Hawaii. And Hawaii is basically the sole U.S. provider of coffee in the world. And I think what makes FF, not FF, Hawaii different in terms of agriculture is that we have such a rich um, soil because of the rainfall that comes here. We have about 400 inches of precip- precipitation in the mountains and 
10% in lowlands. And, um, you know, Hawaii accounts for most of the production. I think it was macadamia nuts, coffee, um, papaya, and taro. And we actually want to promote the initiative of buy local. We have such amount of high amount of imports. It was 90% of imports. And that's really bad because if the ports close, then we have a limited amount of um, products. So we don't want to repeat another one of those um, pre-pandemic toilet shortage in all the sectors of the businesses. So I definitely want to promote the buy local initiative for others to realize that we need to rely more on local products rather than those high imports. So that's definitely um, the agriculture, Hawaii agriculture. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot of people didn't even really know about uh, the coffee facts as well. So uh, that, that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, so what are some cool things you've been able to do uh, in FFA? Well, um, like I've said earlier, I wasn't the type of person that would talk in front of a conference or in a panel of judges. So we actually had, um, we actually planned a ag forum where we invited people from different agriculture businesses and even legislators. And we were just in middle school and we planned that all on our own with the help of our amazing advisor. So we um, had a meeting with them in a library and we talked about the issues that surrounds agriculture and we tried to find solutions for it. And I think that was a very beneficial um, moment for not only me, but for everyone from our chapter because we got to interact with so many people and got to learn their aspect or um, perspective towards agriculture. And we also had the agriculture agricultural days where we went to um, the state capital and learned more about it. But I think my um, coolest thing, <laughs> I don't know, I've done in FFA is being able to interact with members. Um, it sounds cliche, but I think that's the biggest one so far. I went to the national convention um, to compete, but I also met so many amazing members. I got to go to um, Washington Leadership Conference and that was an amazing experience. So I think those are just the coolest things I've done in FFA and hopefully there's more in the future. Yeah, and you're also a state officer. So why did you... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, I do want to <laughs> ask a little bit about uh, your time now as a state officer. How long have you been a state officer? Um, We got uh, elected in March. So around March, April, May, June, July, four months, roughly four months. Yeah. And so I guess my question would be, why did you decide to uh, become a state officer? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I wasn't actually sure if I wanted to run for a state office about like four months before I became a candidate. But my fellow state officer candidates, who's also um, a state officer now, pushed me, including my advisor. And, you know, I just realized FFA has helped me so much along the years. And I wouldn't honestly be the person that I am without it. So now I want to give back to this organization. And I really want to leave a legacy and impact so many members around the state. And that's why I, bec I became a state office, because I believe it's my purpose to serve others. Yeah, I love that. Well, thanks so much, Sean, for, for coming oh, on for the podcast. Sure. I really you. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, Vina, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Jack, thank you for having me. So how did agriculture and FFA impact your life growing up? So I actually came from immigrant parents, and so agriculture was always a big part of my life, but I didn't really see its impact until later. When I was really young, they make me work on a farm in Royal Cuneo, where I used to live. And a lot of the times I didn't really enjoy it. And half of the time I would be probably sleeping in the car waiting for them to finish. 
However, after we lost the farm and just decided to raise chickens in our own house, um, I joined FFA and realized that agriculture is a lot more than just the hot sun like I used to work in and realized it's really advocating about food, about agribusiness and about all these different pathways and realized that agriculture is a lot more than what it's shown to little kids and to younger people. So when I joined FFA, I realized that the impact on it is so everlasting because I decided to meet a lot of great people like Sean and get the opportunities to do things like this, as well as be able to talk to new people and find out what I'm really passionate about. Yeah, so in the FFA, what were you kind of mainly involved in? Oh, when it came to the FFA, the biggest thing in Hawaii was testifying and supporting ag education and those kinds of bills. Um, there are very little schools with ag programs here. And as well as that, we don't get a lot of resources going towards FFA as well as really recognition here. So when I get involved with agriculture and FFA, I really think about getting our names out there, advocating in testimonies and bills, as well as being able to do like internships. For example, right now I'm interning for one of the council members who are involved with the agriculture committee. And so when I'm involved with FFA, I really just think about interacting with the community and serving our own Waipahu. Yeah, so what does state office look like in Hawaii? I understand you're, you're a state officer now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually my second year being a state officer, but practically a state officer is open to all of the different islands in Hawaii. So Maui, Molokai, Kauai, the Big Island, and Oahu. And for state officers, we're tried, we're separated by county. So a lot of our state officers are from Oahu, but they're in charge of different islands. For example, um, my sentinel is in charge of the Big Island County. The reporter is in charge of the Maui Molokai Islands. And my vice president is in charge of Oahu. And the report, the treasurer is in charge of the Kauai Island. And so when it comes to state office, a lot of the times we fly in and out of different islands to hold workshops during um, school. But because of COVID, we've been doing everything virtually as of right now. And we still tend to see each other on Oahu because we all live mostly on the same island. Yeah, so what does state convention look like in Hawaii? So our state convention is pretty normal. Um, we usually have it on different islands depending on the year, and it's usually only three days long. For example, the year before COVID hit, we were supposed to have it in Maui. The year before that, we had it on Oahu, and the year before the one on Oahu, we had it on the Big Island. As of right now for this year, uh, our state convention is going to be held in Oahu during the time of our Hawaii's Ag Conference. So a lot of the times, our times are going to be mixed with different speakers from all over who are speaking to agriculture educators and agriculturists. And we also have a separate student section for the Ag Conference that we're hoping to get FFA involved in as well. So how important is agriculture in Hawaii specifically? When it comes to 
agriculture's importance in Hawaii, I don't think we get as much recognition as we need to. Ever since COVID-19 hit, we realized that we can't be relying on tourism and all the other industries that rely on people coming into Hawaii. And that really made us shed a light on what agriculture has yet to bring into Hawaii because it was a really hard hit. A lot of the restaurants have to rely on local farms. And now that restaurants were closed, local farms and local businesses such as those were not be able to make a lot of revenue. And so I saw it as a really big time for us to advocate for agriculture and how important it is. And so a lot of the times we've passed a lot of resolutions and bills that supported giving more money to agriculture because as of right now, the Hawaii state only gives 1% of its revenue to agriculture. And so although agriculture is super important in the hearts of many, it is not very important and self-sufficient as it is and was it used to be in Hawaii. Yeah, so I think uh, my final question here for you now that you're serving uh, in your second year of state offices, what's your why? That's a really good question because I actually had a really hard time defining my why up until just recently. But I think the biggest thing for my purpose is just serving the community. Um, FFA, although it was there for me when I was still developing and still wanting to become a leader, I realized that there are so many people who are touched by FFA and I want to be able to advocate for that change in everyone that I meet. And so when it comes to my why, I realize that serving the FFA and its organization, as well as being able to inspire and influence other people to take that risk and say yes to these different opportunities is what I really strive for. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and and taking some time. Uh, I thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's really amazing to see things like these podcasts going out. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Straws to Stir the Drinks podcast. I've been your host, Jack Lingenfelter, and make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Straws to Stir the Drinks for future updates on episodes. Thanks for listening.